Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. I'm very well. Thank you. What about you? I am fine. I'm remembering why every year I start to think hibernation is a really good idea. Mm. I've just been curled up by the fire with Coda, and I just think, yes, this is once the temperature gets to a certain level, this is what I think I should do. Have you stashed all your nuts away safely? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure I should answer that, but yes. I just want to stress this will not eat you from it or anything like that. <laughs> I know, mm. I know. It's a totally innocent question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, all is fine, and yes, I would just like to stay by the fire. Yeah, I like winter and winter clothes, but I, you know, I prefer it from inside looking out. Really. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I agree with that totally. Yes, mm. and I, I do think. I mean, we've been very lucky, but I think, you know, it's going to hit a point soon where I just don't want to go out at all. Mm. Let's just not go out then. Yeah. If people need to see us, they can come to yeah. us. Yeah. We can be Marie Antoinette about it all and <laughs> yeah. have a levee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can revive that. Yeah. But it was so good to see you yesterday. I'm oh. really glad you were able to come. Yeah. We, it was just so good that you could come to the courthold and see Ellen Nolan speak about her her great aunt's archive it was amazing yeah when i when you when i saw the announcement and i saw that picture of of the women on the rooftop i just thought oh i wish i could go and i thought i wouldn't be able to but i was yeah i was so pleased i could come do it the images were just incredible the images are amazing and it's it's like it would be amazing enough to find an archive in that good a condition mm. of somebody you don't know, but the fact it's her great aunt and she has that close contact and of you know she met her, she knew her, is just like another layer yeah. to the whole thing. Mm. Um, but it's really, I mean, one of the things that really struck me. I mean, I'm not really sure how extensive the archive is. Clearly, there's loads of photographs of her entire of Nita Harvey from her entire lifetime yes and so it was really interesting that we saw her as a baby growing up in London and then in Golders Green kind of dreaming of being on the stage and a film actress and then going to Hollywood and then coming back so it's like that's amazing but the thing that really struck me so much was how self-possessed she was and how confident she was in front of the camera yeah that was just extraordinary. Quite, you know, some images she looked, she apart from the children's one, which obviously is slightly different, but in some of them mm. she looked like 12 or something. Yes. And yes, there's, yeah. And how she, I don't, I, I was thinking this morning, because I keep, I've, I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about it a lot, how, well, I was wondering what she looked at, you know, how would she have encountered the yes. images she obviously tried to, emulate um did she have you know did she go to the cin did she go to the movies a lot you know she must have she done. must have she yeah. must have because i know the ones you mean there's like a set of six of her and her friend kind of messing about mm. for the camera but it is like she's doing silent film poses yeah and she's so aware of how to use costume even it's like even from that early age of as you say about 12 or so she's really improvising continuously 
with anything to hand to make a wardrobe that looks like costume and that looks filmic really mm. and I I was wondering whether in the archive I, I must ask Ellen if you feel she must have just been going to the cinema all the time which loads of people did yes. reading fan magazines all the time mm. because some of the some of the poses particularly when she gets a bit older and more glam really you feel like you could find the exact yes. picture that she's referring to yes and it it she's so modern it's like she's such a kind of product of popular culture at the time and cinematic culture and and such an early example of it yeah the other thing that struck me again from very early on is the makeup yes yes I was gonna say that yes because that was so accomplished you know her eyebrows Mm. and I'm just on Ellen Nolan's website on the blog grid mm. and there's one there's this one is one of a sort of it's a later one and um Ellen says she thinks it's after a Greta Garbo one and she obviously has some sort of shimmery stuff underneath her eyes and oh wow so she you know there must have been quite a lot of different kind of products and that that dark deep deep lip that she has um yes and it, I love it that she was still wearing that when she was very elderly. Yes, yeah. That that was her signature. Now, the, the makeup is astonishing because I think the first really glamorous ones are when she's about 14. Mm. And her hair is, like, beautifully curled. And, yes, there's definitely some makeup, which must have been very daring. I wonder if she... Because I don't think there were photo booths at that time. I think she'd have had to have gone to a studio to have passport-style photos think... done. I, w I think there were photo booths, but that was oh, really? what, but that was one thing I thought I need I want to find out. I was thinking yes, about I that. Do. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Because she because she's either going to a photo booth regularly or a studio regularly. Mm. And she's so aware that the camera is something she must perform for. Yes. And that's amazing because you know I've been looking at loads of amateur photographs over the last few years. Mm. And she is extraordinary. Yeah. You know, like usually people are awkward. You know, in the 1920s, they're not really still quite sure what to do in front of a, a camera that obviously, you know, one of their family is holding. And, you know, she just she just looks like she's a professional from the age of 12 and yeah. is just performing. And it really... I mean, I know it's always a bit trite to compare, and it's just like now with Instagram, but it was making me think how she's doing what people do now with Instagram of kind of trying out different selves and referring to, you know, fashion and film, etc., in the way they present themselves. And she's doing this with all the effort that has to be put in as a 1920s sort of teenager to do that it's not like you've just got your phone and you can snap she has to well she kind has of think what am I take with me and she also has to have someone else I think that's the yes that's the other thing that really struck me and and um I had so many questions afterwards and but it was quite late so I didn't ask them but one thing it seems like it was a lot her mother um who yes was taking the photos but there was obviously also a sister um, yes, and there's also her boyfriend that she mentioned. Yeah, so I, I did No, there's definitely there's an accomplice mm. in all of this and someone who's patient enough. And an accomplished accomplice as well. Yes, um. yes there's such really, really good photographs. Yeah. Mm. And it 
And it's the way she, I mean, it, it's like a trick, isn't it? Because it, because you just see these photographs. So you imagine she's always on. Mm. And obviously people weren't casual in the way that they yeah. are mm. now. She's like a sort of respectable middle-class woman. She would have been dressed and made up. She wouldn't have been wearing casual clothes apart from for sport and stuff. But it is amazing. And I love, I love how she must be sort of mid-late teens when she's in her back garden and posing with flowers and posing with a rug and posing with a table. And and it's, it's like these, you sort of imagine these endless hours of her saying, now go and get the silk cushion and I'll hold it to my face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They must've spent so much time on this. And I, and I wonder, um, so she does go to the stage. She is on the stage in London. Yes. Isn't she? Yes. I look, sorry, go on. No, no, you, you, I don't have anything. No, no, just I was, I was going to say, I don't know about her stage career. Mm. Um, I mean, Ellen showed a photograph of her on stage, on stage didn't she? Yeah. Said that was mm. the only one they had. But she was in, wasn't she in Me and My Girl at the Coliseum? Yeah, I think so. I think she mm. mentioned that. But on IMDb, mm. it lists five films that she was in. And they were here in England some in America okay Mm. so I think because I think Ellen said she was in two Ealing films Mm -hmm. and I think there's this one that's called something like Raiders in the Sky that's a kind of just pre-war film and then there's that one Search for Beauty in Hollywood Mm. Uh, and maybe one more in Hollywood yeah but I I don't know it would be really interesting to know more about her relationship to the theatre and and also, I mean, it was interesting. What did you think? I thought it was interesting that Ellen divided it into domestic and was it career or professional or commercial? commercial that's it, commercial. Yeah. Mm. Because in a way, I felt like they're actually all commercial, even when yes. she's photographing her, you know, being photographed in her back garden. It's not the way that, you know, most amateur photographs are in the back garden. No. She's, she is fully conscious of presenting an image which she wants to be like a movie star. Yes. Mm. Doesn't she? Yeah, totally. From day one, it's incredible. It really is. Now, I've never seen images like this. And it, and it's interesting as well, because it was reminding me, you know that brilliant Richard Dyer book, Stars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really reminding me of how he talks about um, the star as commodity, which obviously Ellen talked about yeah. when she, her breakdown was in... Um, Hollywood, but also how their star persona extends into their personal lives. And it's like, I don't know how big a star she was on the stage. She's clearly got an acting career on the stage. She's modeling, she's doing professional things. But it is like she's continually in rehearsal Mm. for when, you know, Movie Star Magazine comes around to photograph her. (laughs) She's ready. At leisure. Yeah, she's ready. Yeah, but it's almost the other way around, sort of, some people, um, the you know, I keep going on about the, you must remember this podcast, which I love, yes. and and she talks a lot about how how the, the studios mould their stars, and to an extent, you know, body modifications and whatever, I mean, to an amazing extent, and how they then conform, you know, they have yes. done this persona, with her, it's like you just said, it's the other way around, she, she does it herself. And then she always, you know, she constructs it all herself and then sort of, I guess, presents it to someone who might, who might take it up. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I wonder when she was first on the stage because, I mean, it's remarkable even if she was on the stage from six to be this yeah. professional in 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 your personal life. But it sounded like she didn't. She sort of persuade her uncle to let her go. Oh yeah. On the stage when she was really quite um in a child. Oh by yes, the sound yes, of it. that she um, just appeared on stage one yeah, without yeah. telling them. I mean that I thought that was so interesting. Also, the the images um, at the beginning of the fancy dress party. Oh or, yes. Or like yes. you pointed out, they looked like they were going somewhere else, all dressed up in. Yeah, in, in I maybe. think they were. Mm. I I don't think it was a party at the house. I think that they were going to some kind of event because they had little little badges with numbers on them as though they had either just been in or were about to go in a fancy dress parade that would be judged. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. I didn't see the little numbers, but that makes makes sense. But I just mm-hmm. thought sort of growing up, she seems to have grown up somewhere where in a family where that was already quite, you know, the stage was there, posing for yes. the camera was there. Uh, even when she was, you know, really small, the first two images when she was maybe two or three even. So that must have been a sort of thing thing from yeah. the start, in a way. Um, well, I think, didn't Ellen say that her grandmother she was, was on, on the stage, stage but then yeah, wasn't well. allowed to sort of pursue it? Mm. Mm. Or was it that her mother was? I think her grandmother, Ida, I seem to remember, um, mm. was on the stage and then didn't want her daughter, so Nita's yes. mother, to, to go on stage, but then yeah. weirdly supported her granddaughter although this story of someone else sending off the photo that's such a you know you always hear it that yes. you know, I didn't send it it was my mother my yes. boyfriend my yeah well, I, don't I don't think don't anyone know. ever admits they're yeah, the one who did it I took that with a pinch of salt I think um, yeah yeah but it but it you know you're right there is a sense of sort of theatricality and I think definitely those pictures look like before or after the party when they're all in there because there's no signs of party like party pictures are different it's like they're standing there ready to go or ready just to come back and and they're from she said about 1918 didn't she yeah and Mm. they they're yeah they're amazing and there's so many of them where it's like this time he's a pyro now he's a you know it's like i mean that one where someone was dressed as sort of london transport where he had a sort of it looked like a kind of shiny smock on that had a, had pictures of buses and things yeah, on. That was, that was very yeah. good. I Yeah, I suspect it was. It seems to have been popular at around Christmas, New Year's time, and I wonder whether that's, mm. that's what it was. Yeah. And also local fates would have them. Mm. Would would have. There's so much amateur film footage of of, you know, little fates in church halls and you know, the local park and stuff, or if there's a sort of manor nearby, the family puts it on, where they, they have fancy dress parades and win prizes. It seems like such a major part of life at that time. Yeah. For a, for a certain sort of um, set of people. But, yeah, and then so so there's the pictures, as you said, of her on the rooftop with other women who yeah. are kind of hopefuls for some agency in London. Yeah, and there's, so again, so many puzzles about it that there's this one where they do this five woman formation yes when I just don't know how and they don't wear any shoes and they wear wear what looks maybe like a swimming suit 
or a bit looks a bit like underwear as well in, in sort of white with a belt uh. and but they they're sort of standing on what looks like a bed sheet I know it's so funny because it's a professional agency and they're professional women but it's like you sort of think if you're just standing on a bed sheet with bare feet then surely you'd stage it so you could crop it out and have the Colosseum in the background as an amazing backdrop but you don't it's not that you couldn't do that so no. you would have to print it with all with of the, the kind of detail and i think yeah. now that i'm looking at it uh, it's, it's again on on the on the blog part of ellen Olin's website i think you can see behind nita the shoes standing there that they must have oh, really? <laughs> taken off that's Either it's a so bit, of, funny. bit of rubbish or oh, they're the shoes i think they're the shoes <laughs> so that was weird no, it, and then, it is weird. And then the other one where they're, they're still on the bed sheet, but they now have their shoes back on and quite a few of them are smoking and they're looking at things. And it, it's just, again, weird, this sort of bed sheet. I mean, it's nice that they didn't want them to sit on the grubby roof, but again, I, can't, I cannot see how they would have made that into a, a picture. Um, no, into a sort of publicity thing. Yeah. And I, I do, I think they're wearing rehearsal clothes because ah. I think there's lots of like if you think of Hollywood films of that period so yeah. many musicals they, and, and and rehearsal clothes seem quite improvised as well that's true don't they that they're combinations of kind of underwear looking things swimming costumey looking things but then also dance things yeah so yeah, it's that's... a sort of hybrid form of dress yeah, I know that's... they're more uniform in what they're wearing, so it is like it's more prepared. But no, it is a very funny, a very funny set of photographs. Mm. And it seems like not long after that, either her grandmother or she, somebody sent her in for this, you know, international beauty contest that Paramount Studios did. Mm. Which is another thing. It was reminding me. Do you remember? I was going to say, do you remember when Lucy and the Log, as though, you know, we were alive <laughs> yeah. in 1924 and we, we remember it. But you know that stuff about um, Lucy and the Long going to America to get American models to model oh, yeah. his clothes in Paris mm. because he wanted American sporty bodies. And it's like that similar kind of enormous publicity yes. stunt, really, mm. where it's like, bringing loads of sort of beautiful young people to Hollywood and it's it's really it's like a fairy tale isn't it it's like it's like she's willed herself into being mm. to do that and I liked the photographs of her like at Waterloo waving goodbye for the newspaper photographer as she gets the bus that the bus that would be good if you get the bus, <laughs> to get the boat um across to Manhattan and then the train across to to Los Angeles and I thought it was interesting that it wasn't just women, it was men as well. Yes. And that that was really interesting. And that the men also were in in the in the shots that you then saw were in just swimming trunks. Yes. Um so Yeah, they're all objectified, they're yeah. all commodities. And the way like Ellen said that they they were called seventy five dollar properties. Yes. Because mm. I suppose for a big powerful studio like Paramount the amount it would cost to bring them all over and, you know, have them there for however long they wanted them, really, yeah. would be negligible against the amount of publicity yeah. that they'd get. Mm. And mm. then I think the film's called Search for Beauty, wasn't it? Yeah. So it kind of then then theatricalizes and makes spectacle of the story that Paramount has concocted. And there seems to be some big dance scenes in it. 
which is yes. which is interesting because uh, again the photos on the roof seem to suggest she was part of some sort of chorus or that's true um, I have thought of that so she must have because that's the other I guess maybe some of some of these must dance scenes even I could probably do the the routine um but oh you'd be marvelous <laughs> but some others I definitely couldn't so she must have had she must yeah. have had some dance training I suspect um, yes and the the film of her does what is it called oh my goodness yes yeah. the casting film that was well, i'm not sure what it's called yeah that's really i think that was really kind of heartbreaking mm. in a way yeah because she's so confident and so polished and then suddenly it's it all just seems really cold and horrible that she's just standing in front of this camera in her underwear and clearly someone's telling her to turn around and do this and do that, and the camera's panning over her. And it's the first time you see a flicker of doubt in her yeah. face. Mm. Yeah, that was really sad. But also, I, I wonder, you know, I wonder who was on the other side. I wonder who she yes. was standing in front, whether it was for more, whether it was just one man and a camera, or whether there were quite a few. Probably was a cameraman and then someone else, because she looks to one side when the yes, instructions exactly. come. So um, probably fully closed, one assumes, and then yes, it's just yes. it must have just been. I mean, I I suspect they did that with a man as well, but still, that doesn't make it any better. It just that just looked so uncomfortable. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it is as though the kind of reality of what you had to do in Hollywood to get on and how how different the Hollywood system was. Hmm. Yeah, because Ellen said, when we asked her at the end, she said that that Nita, that she kept encountering like like directors wanting favours for um, getting her into films and wouldn't do it and them not paying her properly. And it does, it does sound like sort of terrible disillusionment yeah. once she's involved in Hollywood. Mm. I mean, good for her that she stood up for herself and she refused to do things she didn't want to do and she made a fuss about not being paid properly. Yeah, and that she that she seemed to have said that, that she had she had a career and she wasn't just some newbie. She yes. just won a beauty contest. Yes, exactly. Um, so exactly. That... You know, there's something really admirable about her and really, as I say, just really modern. It's like her... It's Yeah, it's like she's sort of born of the movie era and just inhabits it and lives it from such a young age and then I wasn't quite clear when she came back yeah I wasn't quite clear I mean the the photos with her and her then husband because she wears like a kimono in one of them and mm. and then also Ellen says she couldn't just continue to wear the same kind of clothes that in was interesting wasn't yeah. it I mean, lots of people do that, but I yeah. suppose particularly when you're so kind of revered for being so beautiful and accomplished and you have this kind of moment in your life that that seems to sort of hold everything as possible, you can see why you would continue, you know, like she dyed her hair black all her life and yes. she wore the burgundy lipstick and wore clothes that she'd worn earlier in her life. It is... Like yes, like she's still that person. She's really signalling it. Hmm. So it was sort of quite. It wasn't quite clear when, when these 
photos were from, but some looked sort of 50s in the house. Yeah. Definitely looked 50s. Um, yes. But I got and the impression she wasn't in Hollywood more than like two years at the very most. No. Mm. And and there's there's the there's the publicity shot of her as a film actress and radio star. So I wonder oh, yes. if when she came back, if she, I mean, it doesn't seem she did any more film acting, but I wonder if she was on the stage or if she was doing radio, radio plays yeah. or something. And the photo, I love that photo of her on the ice. Um, yes, that was, that was amazing. I'd forgotten that one yeah. when she's doing an appearance. Yeah, and you just see her from the back and quite far yes. away, and and because she doesn't wear skates, but she's on the ice. There are these I two mean, men. I have no idea how she got onto yeah. the rink and back in heels. I know in high heels. So she's got these yeah. two men who I don't think were wearing skates either. That's um, true, actually. Holding yes. on. Well, not holding on to her, but supporting mm. her. And I wonder what, what she did, but she maybe, yeah, it sounded like she was opening events. And so yes. she must have been, you know, a draw. And yeah. she, and the, I guess this fan letter that Ellen had. and That that was rather creepy. That was yeah. very obsessive fan yes. letter. Mm. But I guess she must have, you know, remained to be a draw, which is interesting yes. for someone who doesn't seem to have made that many films or... No, um, so you do feel there must have been, um, I mean, I guess like on a local basis, you might be a local star, if you see what I mean, and yeah. that's, that's, that's kind of quite an interesting thought as well, that she's like a star in her own garden, <laughs> and then yeah. in the street, and then in the locality, and then on the stage, and then Hollywood, and then it's kind of a rising and then fading mm. with with the different spaces that she inhabits, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she must have still had a pull. And I, I do wonder, yeah, if it's radio, it's the kind of last element of that. Yeah. And I love yeah, the, um, the, uh, the montages that Ellen... Yes, did. it's really, it's so interesting to see, you know, that Ellen is a photographer... And the way she's kind of thinking of it uh, in terms of the photographs and then making those beautiful montages of images of her aunt, but also like objects like the hanger with yeah. Nita scratched onto it, dressing room two or whatever it was, and her checkbook that she took to America mm. and things. Yeah. yeah They're was... really poignant. Yes. No, it was a really, really, you know, it was, I was wrapped the whole, <laughs> the whole time. I was. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's like it's just such an amazing story, and to have the films and the objects mm. and the and the photographs is just extraordinary. Mm. Oh well, lots of lots of wonderful things to think yes, about. Yes, definitely. Go back through the pictures I took. Yeah, definitely, and yeah, and and yeah, the blog is really good. There's quite a lot on on there. Um, oh, I'll have a look. Yeah. Okay. Well, Wonderful to see you. Yeah, really nice. And I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.